For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be discussing the San Francisco 49ers and their past draft, just recapping what exactly happened and my thoughts on each pick. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds that you need. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. I use Bet Online all the time, and I can truly say it is my favorite book out there on the markets. Now, if you actually want a pretty solid promo, head over to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Barry Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. And before we end up going on break, we talked about what we're going to be discussing for this show, about, and we're going to be talking about the 49ers and what they did in the draft and how it helps improve the roster or if they made a couple of missteps along the way. But we're going to start off talking in order of all the picks. I know a lot of you probably don't know who some of the, I'd say, late-round selection sleepers were, or maybe just late-round selection reaches, perhaps. But we'll go through it, and we'll talk about each individual pick. And we're going to start off with the first-round pick, which was the third overall pick. Now, of course, the 49ers traded up to get this pick from the Dolphins, traded the 12th pick, a third-round pick, and first-round picks in 2022 and 2023. So a pretty big hole, giving up three first-rounders in order to move up nine spots. Well, really two additional ones because they were swapping first-round picks, but you get the point. Either way, uh, with that third pick, the 49ers ended up taking Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State. And to give this a grade, I really can't give it a full grade because you don't really know if Lance is going to develop, and that's really the issue with taking future franchise quarterbacks without actually knowing if they're any good. But for the sake of this trade, as of right now, I'm going to give this a C+. There were rumors earlier going on that the 49ers were going to be targeting Mac Jones with the third pick in the draft, and I think the main issue that I had with it in particular is that I thought Mac Jones played relatively similarly to Jimmy Garoppolo, Pretty steady quarterback, mostly in the pocket, has a little bit of mobility, but not really. And I just simply thought acquiring Mac Jones with the third pick was kind of like getting a younger version of the quarterback you already have. Trey Lance, on the other hand, though, does bring some unique intangibles that Garoppolo does not. Lance has a cannon for an arm. He is also extremely mobile, so he should provide another element for this offense to work with, especially after Garoppolo took this team to the Super Bowl two years ago, took as a bit strong or a bit generous because it was the ground game mostly, and Garoppolo barely had to throw the ball against the Packers in the NFC title game. But still, the thing about Lance, though, is you don't exactly know if he's ready. From everything that I've heard 
It seems like Lance is probably not going to play this year. It seems like he's going to take a year, learn the playbook from Shanahan, and then just simply, I'd say, see where he's at next year. And if he's ready to start, until then they'll use Garoppolo, which is why they did not ship Garoppolo leading up to the draft as he was rumored to potentially go to New England. But Lance, I do like the pick more than a hypothetical Mac Jones because I do think that he could blossom into something. He's extremely raw, but he's got a lot of upside. And I do think that could lead to a very, I'd say, dynamic offense in the future. But I'm only giving it a C plus because that is a lot of draft capital to trade in order to acquire such a risky proposition in Trey Lance. You're giving up two future first, so if the team gets injured again, or if the team falls apart, so to speak, then you're going to end up losing potentially a top 15 pick, so to speak, if you do not make the playoffs and you're in one of the toughest divisions, if not obviously the toughest division in all football in the NFC West. So it's a bit risky, and I give them props for trying something, but I have to give it a C plus and give it a wait and see approach because Lance's development is going to determine if this is a home run pick or if this is a disaster. So for now, I'm going to give this a C plus for the first round pick. Now looking at the second round pick, we're going to be talking about the pick they acquired from the Raiders uh, with the 48th pick. The 49ers ended up taking Aaron Banks, guard out of Notre Dame. And looking at the overall depth chart, it seems like he is going to mostly be a backup. However, uh, there's nothing wrong with getting more linemen who can help you share up the depth, especially as you have seen some guys get injured in the past. McGlinchey's had some injury issues. Trent Williams did get paid a massive extension. But you have to just have a backup plan in case something happens to your tackles. So I do think that pick was fine. I can't say it was the flashiest pick in the world. Then again, whenever you take a offensive, an offensive lineman, it really never is flashy. But I had no issue with it. I thought it was nice to try to make sure you keep your quarterback healthy, whether it's Garoppolo, whether it's going to be Lance in the future. You end up drafting a guard who could learn behind some very solid offensive linemen that you already have, and that could potentially provide some depth and maybe a spot start or two with some injuries along the way. So for that pick, I'm going to give that a B plus. I thought it was a solid pick. Uh, Banks did pretty well in Notre Dame, and I do think that he could provide some, I'd say, meaningful snaps, assuming that some other injuries and some doomsday scenarios happen. But I'm not going to give it an A or an A- minus or anything because I don't exactly think it was the flashiest pick in the world. There wasn't exactly a position of need. You can argue that more guard help, guard depth is definitely uh, better than none at all, but I do think that there might have been a couple more positions of need, maybe a wide receiver or two I think they could have went after, but it wasn't a bad pick by any means, so I'm going to give that a B+. Now looking at the third round pick, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. The 49ers ended up taking Trey Sermon, the running back out of Ohio State. Now Sermon was a little bit of a late bloomer at Ohio State, of course. He was originally at Oklahoma before transferring there. And he really got off to a slow start. Didn't really do much until later on in the season. And then he absolutely exploded in the conference title game against Northwestern. And he absolutely torched the Wildcats. And that definitely helped the stock. But Sermon definitely has some upside. The only question that I have with this pick is really involved in the position of need. I don't exactly see where uh, Sermon's going to play or if he's going to get any snaps at all. You look at the depth chart, of course you have Mostert, and you go down the line here. You have Jeff Wilson, who also started last year. They also signed Wayne Gallman, 
in free agency from the Giants. Uh, you still have Hasty, but Hasty will probably never play. I mean, he only came up because you had injuries to Tevin Coleman and to Mostert and to Wilson last year. But you're looking at Mostert, Wilson, and Gallman. I have no idea when Trey Sermon's ever going to see the field. So I really didn't like this pick. I understand that Sermon might have some upside. But for position of need, a third-round pick on a running back does seem extremely early. And I'm not a big fan of the pick, so I'm actually going to give this a pretty harsh grade here. I'm going to give it a D plus because I just don't see it. I think Mostert's very solid. I think Wilson's very good. Now you can talk about, well, they both get injured all the time. So you want to have more depth. That is true. I just don't know why you needed a third round pick on a depth running back when you could have potentially found one later on in the draft. But I wasn't a fan of that pick. I'm going to give that a D plus. Might sound harsh, but I still don't exactly see when he's ever going to play in his rookie year besides maybe a screen pass or two. Like maybe as a receiver, but most are a good receiver too. So I don't really know, but I'm going to give it a D plus. Now looking at the other third round pick that the 49ers had, they ended up drafting uh, Ambry Thomas, cornerback out of Michigan. And this pick I did like. You look at the 49ers and you look at the secondary. It's fine. I can't say it's exactly a loaded secondary. I know people remember the days with Richard Sherman. Those are no longer, you know, the present. But in the past, they had a very good secondary. You're going down the line. You have Jason Verrett as your as one of your corners. You also have Dante Johnson. And then it gets a little bit dicey. You still have Mosley, who's pretty good. But after that, kind of some question marks here. You got Quan Williams as your nickelback. And then Ambry Thomas should fill in there. I really like this pick. It was definitely a position of need, which is why I was kind of surprised they didn't take a corner with the first third-round pick. But they ended up getting one to fall into their laps in the second third round pick. I actually liked it a lot, so I'm actually going to give this pick an A-. It was a position of need. Uh, definitely seems like Thomas does have some upside. It showed some flashes at Michigan with Harbaugh as the coach. I would say that he wasn't as consistent as you would want a starting cornerback to be, but when you're drafting one in the third round, you don't exactly expect him to be a superstar. So I thought it was a very good pick. I think he'll provide some nice depth, and I do think that he has some upside and could develop into a solid defensive back for the next couple of years but looking at the fifth round pick they did not have a fourth rounder the fifth round pick was on another offensive lineman was on Jalen Moore offensive guard out of Western Michigan and this is what I found kind of interesting because Aaron Banks was listed as a guard at Notre Dame I don't know if they're going to try to shuffle Banks around maybe play a little bit of tackle teach him a little bit of everything but I do find interesting they went after two guards in the draft and did not go after any other offensive line positions, didn't go after a center, didn't go after a tackle. So as a pick here, it's going to be pretty neutral. I'm going to give it a C. I think that Moore could turn into a solid backup offensive lineman, but you already drafted a guard and you go for a second one. I find that a little bit peculiar. I'm not saying he's a bad player or anything, but for a position of need, you already took a guard earlier in the draft. I didn't exactly think that you needed one unless they decide to end up moving more to tackle. I have seen some depth charts that have more listed as the third string tackle, so perhaps they're going to move him over. We'll see. But either way, as of right now, I do think that unless they move either Banks or more to the tackle spot, I don't really get the appeal of drafting two guards within the first five rounds of the draft. But looking at the other fifth-round pick, pick 172, it was Talanoa, Huganga, 
safety out of USC. And as a whole, once again, another risky pick. It seems like, then again, it is the fifth round, so you can afford to take some flyers. And uh, Huganga is probably not going to see the field pretty much ever. He might be a decent special teamer, might be there occasionally. But for the most part, not exactly the, I'd say, blockbuster pick or the sleeper gem that you exactly were expecting for the fifth pick. But you look at the depth chart from the safeties. I know they addressed the cornerbacks in this draft. But for the safeties, you still have Tart, you still have Ward, uh, you have Moore and Harris as the backups. And then you can also throw in uh, your draft pick. So I'm okay with it. I don't think he's ever really going to play besides maybe special teams. But at the end of the day, so let's, you could throw anybody out there in the fifth round. And as long as you potentially hit on a starter, even at special teams, I can't say it's a bad pick. So uh, I'm trying to remember if I gave a grade on this pick. I don't think I did. I'm going to give it a C plus uh, just because I do think that with all the injuries the 49ers have had in the secondary in the past couple of years, I think depth helps, and I think he could also provide a little bit of a spark in special teams. So I'm going to give that pick what I think is a pretty fair grade, and that's going to take us to the last pick in the NFL draft for the 49ers, which was a sixth-round pick. They did not have a seventh-round pick, so just keep that in mind. And they took running back Elijah Mitchell out of UL Lafayette, and this pick is really, I'd say, confusing. Let's put it that way, because I don't really understand the point of taking Elijah Mitchell. Now, I watched him a decent amount because the Sun Belt was on a decent amount during the week uh, on ESPN. So I did see him play a couple of games. I also saw him on his own time playing at UL Lafayette. But as a whole, he was okay at Lafayette. He had some good numbers, but you're looking at the crowded depth chart, and I don't know when he's ever going to play. Now, you, again, you can talk about how he might be a special teamer. Maybe you'll see something. But at the end of the day, this pick really just confuses me. And you already took Trey Sermon earlier in the draft. Do I think you exactly needed another running back? No. So I find that pretty interesting. But, yeah, I, I don't really know what grade I can give it. I'm not going to give it an F because Mitchell could turn into a good player, but you already have a stacked running back core. I don't really see the point of taking another one. I'm giving it a D minus. I'm not going to give it an F because it is a sixth round pick. So I'm not exactly expecting, you know, a future hall of famer, but at the position of need uh, or at just a position, they decided not to go with a position of need. And I am really confused by it. So I'm going to give this pick a D minus. And if Mitchell plays well, then he'll prove me wrong and I'll be happy about it. But at the end of the day, I am a little bit concerned that they took a running back who had, a, who had 878 yards last year, eight touchdowns, but uh, he's never really going to see the field. So I don't really get it. But either way, that's going to summarize each pick individually, and that's going to take me to the overall grade for the 49ers and their overall draft. I thought it was okay. We mentioned how many picks that they ended up having. They had, uh, just doing the math right now, they had seven picks. And I was fine with, I'd say, uh, Lance I was fine with, even though it was a little bit risky, but I do appreciate the gamble that they were taking. Uh, Huganga I thought was fine. I thought Thomas was fine. I think Banks was fine. So I was fine with four of the seven. I think more could be decent. We'll see. Uh, they change him to a tackle. We'll see how he develops. I always think it's riskier to take a guard and transition him instead of just taking a natural tackle. But as a whole, 
I'm going to give this draft a B-. I think it was a pretty steady draft. Lance was the splash pick, but everything after that was relatively sturdy. You fixed, you uh, definitely added some depth to the secondary, added some depth to the offensive line, added some depth to the running back, and that's really the main issue that I have with this draft. I just think that the running backs on two separate picks is a little bit uh, much, and that's why I'm going to give it a B minus. Had they not gone with the running backs, or if they did not take in Mitchell and had taken maybe a wide receiver, for example, in the sixth round or so, probably would have bumped it up to a B or a B plus. But with the two running backs there, I am still not exactly a fan of those two choices. So, other than that, though, that has been this installment of the Barry Podcast here on the Week Podcast Network. Good luck to all of you, and respect the best today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.